Real show, here we go. Real show, here we go. You know that it's gotta be that time, so this is what we chant. What keeps on getting them all amped in advance? Come on. You and I rocking out with Iron Man, F.E. You get the general's point of view on top of Roger's rants. Whenever it's happening out, we're putting the most minutes in you. Already know what that's about, you know that winners win. Crush whatever's on task, check the podcast. It's the champ in the tramp, let the bomb blast. Just rip it. Yeah, let's just rock. Richie Lewis in the building. TR native, old uh, Tom's River East alum, um, Rutgers alum, Iowa Central alum, U twenty three world champ, four and zero, five and zero, four and zero on the MMA scene right now. He's got a fight coming up, most likely, possibly on the East Coast in Jersey, uh, possibly a title fight. So, got him on the couch, champ in the tramp room. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming, man. It's uh, you don't you don't you don't live in Jersey no more, so you gotta you know in for town. So we gotta we make make some time for you. He doesn't live in Jersey, but we we hang out all the time. I was with him last weekend. I just happened. I've been following Richie for a while. I've been a fan fan of his for a while. I knew he was a Tom's River guy, but I was actually in Lauderdale last weekend, just hanging with friends. Just had a weekend off with the kids, and I'm at some pool day club thing just chilling i think it was our second stop of the day we went all night and and richie walks in i'm like this he sees me i see him I'm like guy small world small like, world what's this old a- guy doing here yeah yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> i see the jersey shore yeah. <laughs> i knew what he was doing hey yeah, talk uh talk just pull close yeah 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 that's yeah, yeah, perfect there you go so man, uh, since since we're we're on that subject of being out, obviously you're a young guy. Frankie don't go out anymore; he's old as dirt. But you're a young guy. You still travel on that scene. You ever run into problems like out? I mean, you're a professional fighter now. So like, do you, do you shy away from it? Do people see the ears and talk smack, or do they not talk smack because they see the ears? Or how's that work? You ever have issues when you're out? Not really. No, I, I really stay away from trouble. Especially yeah. like I, I got in a lot of trouble when I was younger. Yeah. Um. So now it's kind of like if I'm out, it's not really worth it. I'll try and defuse the situation. Sure. And most of the times when I do go out, it's with larger groups. Uh, so yep. I'm not too worried. <laughs> makes No, it makes sense, man. But I'm just saying sometimes, you know, I think guys see a recognizable figure, you know, and maybe maybe they just want to, like, prove a point and be like, so I'm going to suck at this I feel like guy, less, you know? I mean, I, I not, not never really happened to me before. Maybe one time or one time at an autograph, someone was, like, kind of talking slick and Dante was there. And Dante's like, what mother And Dante, like... I'm like, that's you're in a big group. Someone else usually takes care of it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean. And in Florida, honestly, since the gun laws are different, uh, people don't really. Yeah, uh, right. I didn't think of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, yeah. you see that Joe Schilling? Actually, speaking of that, you see, you see Joe Schilling? Yeah, yeah. He right. Just, he just got away. He got it. away with it. You know, you know how that dude flinched on him and uh, he think, think, think. I remember him. that. Yep, yep. It's a, Florida's a stand your ground state. You're allowed to defend yourself. And they yep. said they said he was deemed he was just in self defense. So that was a while ago. That that, yeah. that was in yeah. court for yep. a bit. Yeah, yep. good. He should have. Yeah, he should have. So yeah. I mean, hey, you got to know your law. So I seen someone say, "Know your laws in your state for real. <laughs> before you run your mouth." <laughs> well, Nate Diaz's recent, his most recent one was in uh, New Orleans, right? Yeah, I wonder yeah. what the laws are in that state. Yeah, I don't know, same but he but, same thing. Uh, very same, but dude, his yeah. he, he was backed against a wall and everything. I mean, I think that's easy. Yeah, that's easy. Well, caught a charge, so we'll see what I happens. I know, but I mean, I think it's. 
I yeah, bet yeah. he's not. I bet you's gonna be nothing. It's probably good for him with the media. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. You know, with the fight, especially the Jake Paul fight going around. In that positive. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you were you were born? I think you were born and raised in Edison, right? But then moved to Tom's River. Yeah. So my family's from South End, boys. So I lived there for a couple years, and then we moved to Edison. Okay. Uh, and then eighth grade came around, and I was getting into a little bit of trouble. So my parents were like, all right, you're gonna move move down south. And we kind of knew that Tom's River was a good high school for wrestling, a yep. good area for wrestling. We didn't specifically know, like, Vinny Delfa, Frankie, uh, Warren Reed, Coach Taylor, the guys who kind of looked up to and helped me. But we just knew it was really good at wrestling. Yep. And uh, they moved me down with my aunt, and she's, like, super Catholic, Orthodox, Colombian, so kind of helped me out. That's awesome, man. Turned me around. And sort of paved the way for your future, really, that, that one decision, you know, so. Yeah, and I love Tom's River. I couldn't imagine my life if I wasn't from here. I feel like this is a place where you kind of get everything. Yeah. Rich, middle class, poor. Mm -hmm. We got the boardwalk there. We had the show, Jersey Shore. Yeah. Like, you kind of get mm -hmm. every single walk of life. So the experience was second to none, and I wouldn't have traded it for anything. Well, so you're, you were Tom's River guy and you spent some time at the boardwalk certainly you had to get into some scraps at the boardwalk that's like a rite of passage yeah. I'm not even a fighter and I got into a bunch of scraps at the boardwalk so yeah yeah, so that's cool. Got any got any that are prevalent in the mind you can talk to us about? Frankie's told all his war stories from back in the day he's got some good ones more so under the boardwalk yeah yeah, the surf club. yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> surf club was yeah, legendary 13, 14, 15 <laughs> isn't, isn't your that's one all your time. friends tell the story better than you tell the story Wooza tells the story really good wasn't it near Surf Club where you fought that older dude that, that yeah. you got to do it with a younger guy? He went in a house and then like his older brother. No, comes it was out the same dude. Yeah, his older brother came out. No, no, he was this, a big this, motherfucker. This, he was right? big as shit, bro. Yeah. I was fifteen, one hundred thirty pounds. This dude was like, he was, he was like eighteen or nineteen. Oh, I thought it was, was older, but he, right, not yeah. that old. But that, I mean, but he was yoked up. He came out. I was like, damn. I'm like, let's go, baby. Yeah, you know if you're Big fighting, haymaker. Whoop, if you're fighting the back. kids from North, you know that you're fighting some juice heads when you're yeah, 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 in yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So you're the sure. kids like, these are enhanced athletes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. They're some PEDs, bro. We're wrestlers, so we were able to handle them, <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. knew it was those dudes. For sure, man. That is so bro. That is so true. Go to any of the, you know, like DJs, surf club, any of those. It's mostly guys from North, and they're all yeah. yoked, every yeah. one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's part of it. Like yeah. I said, first thing Roger did when he came to New Jersey, he bought steroids. <laughs> almost, almost immediately. Look at, this. look at this guy. Where is he? Look, I don't know where a picture is now. Right there, right there, right there. Yeah, look at that guy. I, I would have thought, I was just about to ask you where you're from. Cause you Maine originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Did not fit the mold at all when I came here. So my, my mom's originally from Jersey. She's from Glen Rock, North Jersey. Okay. Moved to Maine with my dad. They were married 26 years, whatever. Got divorced. My mom came back here. Move relocated back to Jersey. She always missed it. I, my dad always says you can't bring a Jersey girl to Maine. But anyway, moved back here, and I just came down to visit. I was like maybe 20, 21. Came down to visit. My my sister had just had a baby, so I came really down just to visit my niece. And it was the middle of the summer. It was like July of like 98. She took me to Seaside. That was, that was the heyday, oh, bro. Seaside. It was like, I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Just the cars, the girls, the clubs. There's nothing like that where I grew up. Nothing. Even remotely close, right? Even if you went to southern Maine to Portland, nothing like it. Especially back then, 98, you know. Those were the heyday years back yeah, then, right? Dude. And I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm not going home. I'm not fucking moving back. So I did, obviously, went back, told my dad, because I was working in the family business. I was like, listen, man, 
I think I'm going to go give Jersey a shot. And he was a little, you know, he was a little, he's like, you'll be back. You'll be back. That was 26 years ago now. Uh, I've been here ever since. But, uh, yeah, I rented a U-Haul truck. Next week I drove down here and started same job I'm at now 26 years ago, yeah. That's similar how I got down to Florida. Okay. I was living up here, training. I was at Henzo's, kind of doing my thing, figuring it out. And then I went down to Florida for, I was supposed to go for one week, two weeks, do a clinic, and then do another clinic. And I went down to Miami. And I'd never been Miami my entire life. Uh, and I never thought I was going to leave Jersey. And I went down there, man. Two weeks turned into two months. I came back, flew back. I was like, man, yeah. broke the lease. Moved down three weeks what later. What time of year was it? It's so much easier to move down there, I feel like, in it was December. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. It, was during, it was right when COVID hit. Yeah. So ah, COVID sure. hit yeah. in March. And that stays wide open. October. Yep. So it was like everything's here is locked up. It's yeah, hard to get that was open. Big yeah, difference yeah, between yeah. living in a blue state and a red state during yeah. those times. Yeah, for sure. Hey, everything was red to me, baby. Well, <laughs> we live in a red county, so we're lucky. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. So no regrets. You, you love it there. That's your new home. You're yeah. staying. I'm gonna stay there for. for super but you still have family in Jersey, right? Yeah, my family is in Jersey, so they live in Edison, South Amboy. And that's really it. Mm. My aunt lives down here, so she, but she moved over to Manchester to mm. like an older. Old people village, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, how'd you get in with uh, Killcliff, the where you're at now? So I was at Goatshed Academy. Okay. Uh, that's where I started, and it was that's more, in Miami, all right. That's in Miami. Yeah. And it's just a wild gym. It's like, the, like remember when you were on the Jersey Shore? Sure. But MMA. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> wild West. Yeah, it's consistently yeah. a reality TV show, and uh, I learned a lot there. But our goals didn't really align, so it was just time to move on. Yeah. And I would say four of the better prospects from the gym. And oh, one of our coaches, we all went to Kilcliffe at the same time. Mm. And Kilcliffe kind of has been expanding uh, the Hoof, right? Year. Is a mm. boxing mm-hmm. guy. Henry. 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 Yeah, 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 coach, yeah. yeah. One of the best in the game, yeah, uh, for yeah. sure. And Greg Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah wrestling coach. Greg. Yeah. 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 Is um, <clears throat> jujitsu coach uh, Santiago? No. Uh, you think of Wagner, maybe? No. Uh, no. Who's, who's, oh, my God. Dude, I don't think we even have a jujitsu coach. He, he's always in the corner with Greg, usually. Um, Nick Lentz? No, no, no. The Brazilian guy. Oh, my God. I can't think of it. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. I'm trying to think, because we really don't even do too much jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you got to do jiu-jitsu, bro. I know. Yeah, you got to do jiu-jitsu. I did three years of Henzo's. Yeah. No, you know, I know, but you got to stay on that jiu-jitsu, man. I feel like, I feel like to me, that's, that is a... I mean, because you get, get away with wrestling and being such a good athlete, having good hands, and you kind of we gotta lose that, but... You know, you see guys, I'm going to say who, but you'll see guys go out there and get mounted and not know how to do a mount escape. That's a problem. A lot not, of guys don't you know, know how to do any jiu-jitsu. That's what I'm saying. It's because they, they lack the basics, too. They know how to do submissions. They know how to, they know how to scramble, but they don't have the basics down. That's what you, you got to focus on. Make sure you have that hammered out always. I agree. Now, why, why do you yeah. say that? We really don't do it. You just don't have a coach that's there to make it available? Well, I mean, we, we do it on Fridays, but we have very good... I shouldn't say we don't do jiu-jitsu. We do MMA grappling okay. instead of jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. We still do jiu-jitsu on Friday at 10 a.m., but they're shorter sessions, but we do MMA grappling techniques... Uh, two times a week live and then two times a week training mm-hmm. and we have a really good coach from Russia Said Saparov mm. uh, he grew up with like Khabib and all those uh-huh. dudes and he teaches like Sambo yeah that's great yeah yeah, it's submissions all that but it's a little different than Jiu Jitsu but it's still you learn arm bars you learn sure. head pinch you learn all that now, I saw a picture I don't know if it was just a photo op or what have you done some cross training with Conor McGregor yeah you have so I'm signed. What's with, that experience like? It's awesome, man. He's he's a very good guy. He mm-hmm. took very good care of me, and what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. He's the same guy that you see on TV. Uh, he's loyal, and I was pleasantly surprised with how welcoming he was. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, 
And then you you obviously brought you in for the wrestling. Yep. And uh, were you able to help with some of the stuff? Well, I, I did, yeah. But So I was there. I was also a coach on the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, okay. So I taught the practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And nice. I went out more to as a training partner. Mm-hmm. I, may, I maybe did like four or five sessions over the month okay. uh, that I was out there. Yeah. But I think I might go Get out. to pick up some stuff for him, too. Yeah, that was... It was wild because he brought me out there to train with him, and I trained with him. We trained a decent amount, but he was teaching me a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's great, man. You're a southpaw, too, right? Yes. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he... Uh, I mean, I'm obviously, he is a lot he can share, you know? Yeah, and it did, their mindset is just different, the, the Irish guys. And being around, like, Ian Gary's one of my teammates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Hughes is the Cage Warriors champion. He's about to make his debut pretty soon. Um, just being around those guys is a little bit different, how they think, uh, how they react, and, like, how they draw guys in. And just their mindset of the sport is a lot different than American. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the Russian style is different. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. So you learn, like, kind of a whole different concept about the sports, a whole different concept of confidence, mm-hmm. like, you know yeah yeah no it's good it's good to get get a taste of everybody i mean everyone has has uh their own way there's, there's not not only one way to do it there's there's there are right ways and wrong ways but not, there's also your way and my way you know what i mean yeah and i think the sport is coming into a, a place where we've seen specialists in different areas like right now we're seeing specialists in kickboxing for a long time it was specialists in in wrestling but now we're starting to see a blend of where these uh younger guys can start to do everything mm mm-hmm. Right, like a Christian Lee, who's who was a champion of one, double champion of one. He's been doing MMA since he was five. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm. so it's kind of it's kind of trending in that direction. I always wonder, though. You know, you always wonder, like, you're gonna get those guys that that, you know, like doing this since they were five years old, and they they never really specialized in any one area. They did everything, so they're they're, they're gonna seamlessly put everything together. But how about that one guy that still? Is a specialized guy will he be able to exploit that guy in that area I think that the best thing to be at least for the next five to ten years is gonna be a specialist in one thing like you came up a specialist from a young age but you still learned other sports yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, wouldn't agree. that wouldn't that kind of be Khabib I mean Khabib is just such a phenom of a, of a grapple wrestler that nobody can keep his pace and he gets you down eventually, right? He's not known for his striking, although he did land a nice one on Conor McGregor, but he's not known for that. But really, he's unbeatable because he's so good, really, one, one thing, in one thing. One thing yeah, he fought to his strengths. Right. Yeah, for right. sure. He, but he beat strikers with, with you know, not, with not, wrestling. Not, not, yeah, with wrestling. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you're saying. I'm saying he's a perfect example of what we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, he he's he's would be the outlier, right? He'd yeah. be the guy that yeah. or he'd be the specialist that that beats the the freestyle guys. But I don't know, we're still I think we're still there. We're still not all there like you said. I you know, mean, but I I kind of like your like my son, he's really into wrestling, but he's doing spin heel kicks and he's messing with jiu-jitsu, you know, so we'll see how that goes, you know, in the future, that's but a new that era. that's probably the way the way, mm-hmm. you know, you have something that you're really really, you know, or jiu-jitsu, you're really on that, but you're hitting pads on the side of the Rotolo brothers, you hear them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I trained guys. with them in Miami when yeah. I when I first moved down. Yeah, like they're superstars in jujitsu, but they're gonna. I bet you they're gonna pick up MMA and they've been wrestling, they've been hitting pads their whole lives, but they're focused on jujitsu. I think you're right. That might be the way to go. Yeah, I agree. And I think with some sports too, there's there's always gonna be outliers. Like if you're the best in jujitsu, you're not always gonna be the best at uh, 
at MMA. You know, you kind of have right. to have a certain style. Mm. And those kids, Rotolos, they yeah. definitely have a style that'll Isn't transition well. Cron Gracie on this card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's good example, right? He's a phenom of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, right? Yeah. I'm excited yeah, so. to see kind of what he's going to do because... I don't even know who he's guy. up against. What, what, who is he fighting? Um, he's fighting yeah. pretty good, actually. Wait, the, uh, uh, to French, he's French Canadian. Jo- jo- oh, Jordan, jo- Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, and that guy's good, man. Long, got good striking. I think if Kron get it, to, the guy's not a slouch on the ground either. But Kron's just not level on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. If he gets yeah. to the ground, he's gonna he's gonna submit him. But the, he has lightning fast hands. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you yeah. guys think is if if you could be a specialist in one thing? Do you think the stand-up game is more important or the ground game? As a novice that doesn't fight, I would think the ground game is more important because eventually, you know, like I, I, you're going to get somebody to the ground eventually. Wrestling is yeah. by far yeah. the most important I sport. I would agree yeah. with that, yeah. 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 Like by, by head and shoulders. Yep. Yep. And I, I almost think it, it's not just the skill of it. I mean, it is part of the skill of it, but the what it takes to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And, and if you want to be good at it, what you have to be willing to do Especially if you, you know, we wrestle in school. You, know, you have to be willing to manage your school, your grades, and stress, and travel, and all this. Like, just that pursuit makes you tougher. You yeah. know what I mean? I agree. I think we also had a very good coach, Warren Reed. He was an All-American for Oklahoma. He was in the military. And I feel like the way that he kind of brought us up, training... Uh, how militant that he was, yeah. how much that he had us do. We used to have to train for three hours. Yeah, yeah. And and it, now I'm 28 years old, right? I'm only going to get so much better in one year. I'm only going to get so much better in two years, right? So this has been a life, a whole lifelong journey of work. Mm. And I look back on the years that I was in high school, and that's helping me now. Yeah. You know, you build the, the, those muscles. You learn the kinetic energy. You learn that hard work. Well, that's what I always say. Like, I mean, when I was in high school... There was no MMA. MMA wasn't a, a thing anybody did. It wasn't even an option. You, you know? were fighting in bars. You were fighting bars underground, right? But I'm saying, like, even when I was in high school, when I was in high school, there was no MMA. But like my the pers- the work I put in ended up being beneficial to MMA. When you, you know say no, I mean? like, no so MMA, just, you mean on a local like for places? I mean, there was, there was just, it. it wasn't like something people did. Yeah. It wasn't. It was there was no were you school. A fan of the UFC? Obviously, yeah, I, I watched. I watched. You, I remember in in. Before high school, seventh grade, UFC one or two. Right. I remember watching that, and then in high school, it was like, it was underground. It wasn't even on pay per view right. at that point. You had to like, it's hard it shut to find down it. for a few years. And not until college is when McCain, I started come, coming back shut around. It down, remember for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. 80s. That's what I'm saying. And I'm just saying, like, that's, wrestle wrestling does. You you wrestle and you pursue this shit, and you want, especially if you're like a go getter and you want to be good. All those things you did in that moment are gonna no matter what it is fighting obviously but whatever whatever it is it's gonna help you in the long run and, and I'm not even gonna lie <clears throat> uh, part of the reason why I transitioned to MMA um, is because wrestling was a little bit harder <laughs> yeah. I've done I kind of did both at the same time mm-hmm. and the pursuit of wrestling maybe not the actual fighting part of it mm-hmm. you know obviously a wrestling match is easier than the fight but the rewards that you get from fighting are so much higher mm. the you know, respect and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I'm just like, looking at it, you have to be number one in USA to even make the Olympics, to make yeah, a world right, team. Right, if you're number right. two, you're number three, you no don't matter. get shit. Yeah. And, and, and America is so competitive, it's it's an honor sport, you know, and you're just fighting for honor and it's hard. You got to do match after match after match. In college, you're wrestling sometimes on the weekends eight times. Yeah. You're flying two different spots, got to make weight two, three times a week, sometimes back-to-back. It's just very hard, very taxing on the mind, and, uh, and yeah, that's part of the reason. Well, it's it's the oldest sport, right? 
That's right? what they say, yeah. And and they they actually tried to take it out of the Olympics at one point, correct? <laughs> yeah, Why? that's mind blowing. And, and then in, and I think in like two years they're going to vote on it again, yeah, which well, doesn't make sense. That's mind blowing. Liberals, <laughs> exactly. You said it. You said it. <laughs> we all we all concur though. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, no, it's mind blowing that it was you know what what uh, Greco Roman probably is the old, goes back the oldest. No, right? that, no, listen, this is my theory. This is my theory Uh-oh. about Greco Roman. Okay, was it, gay dudes? it was no, it was, it was no, 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 no. That's probably what you're told. You wish. They got the paintings wrong. <laughs> no, listen, it was probably like there's no way wrestling started with no only upper body. You we attacked everything, and some prince, some prince was like he sucked at leg attacks. He probably was only good upper body. So he's like, no, 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 we're gonna make a new sport. You can't touch my legs. You can only only grab my arms. Get the fuck out of here. To me, that don't make sense. No, not, that right? doesn't make sense. I don't like Greco Roman too much. I mean, I, you know, it's cool because you know Greco guys can toss the shit out of people. They go out to control the body. Because think about it, it's tough. They learn how to control the body with just their arms. You know, they can't even use their thighs really to to get some leverage and and, and step around. So it does give you different mm-hmm. skills, but you're. I mean, how would that be real? I think wrestling is the most natural sport in the world too. Because if you look at from a very young age, when kids are three. Four years They're old. Already naturally oh, doing yeah. it, right? It's rough yeah. and tumble yeah. play. Like if you study psychology, yeah. kids are supposed to do that at three to five years old, and the kids that are allowed to do it, and the parents who let them do it, obviously to a certain extent, yeah. those kids grow up to learn societal ranks and all those things yeah. and understand their the hierarchy. It's and like the, the very first of testing of the wills, almost, and you know who 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 has more uh, perseverance and who you know it's 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 a competition without being a, it's it's play. It's really a competition yeah. between yeah. you and your friend to see who's tougher or who's better. Or who, but I, I do say so. I did such so kind of. I was. Uh, I did some stuff for the UFC because they're in town for for uh, the fights this weekend. And I was up in Newark. I went to the Boys and Girls Club. UFC donated money. We hung out with the kids and stuff. And they were asking, well, "What's harder, wrestling or or fighting?" I'm like, I'm like, well, I think. I mean, I, I said fighting. I was like, because the consequences are much more dire. You know what I mean? In wrestling, the worst thing that happens is you get pinned, right? Maybe hurt your shoulder a little bit or something. But in fighting, you're getting brain cells taken out. You're getting submissions on you. So that that's that's true. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about um, if you could be one thing, and I totally agree with you guys, even though I'm not a wrestler, that, that I, that's what I would think is more important to know is to be a wrestler rather than a striker. But Anderson Silver had such a long reign. I think he, what, he have defended it like 19 times or something? Mm, not that many times. But Wasn't that many? It was, I thought it, was, it was like eight maybe or something. Oh, really? I thought it was way more. But okay, anyway... Um, and he's essentially just a striker. Like, did he ever go up? Did it? Did he? I don't think he's just a striker. He's got jujitsu. I mean, think about it. Chael Sonnen took him down left, like like crazy. That's probably the yeah. even even Marquar. Marquar was a decent wrestler. Took him down too. Hey, I fought on his card yeah. for, for Titan. My first oh, really? fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, and and like, Nate uh, and he, he Anderson was all over him, all over him. And Chael was all over Anderson. But then he and he found a way to win triangle, with that triangle yep, at the end. Yep. And the second fight, I don't know if Chael was a little little hurt before that or something. He didn't look like very very uh, competitive. The second fight ended early, right? Yeah. Caught him with that flying knee, right? Yeah, right. to the body. Didn't land in the body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of these guys too from Brazil, even though they're strikers, you have to do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, yeah. It's like, to, I mean, I, I feel like uh, Anderson's body was great. I mean, he, he like he's built for triangles and, and, and you know throwing stuff off his back. That long lankiness to him. And he found out his style. I think that's such an important thing in, in MMA, and that's something that I'm kind of just finding out now. Like, my first fight, I went out there. It was a brawl, broke the kid's orbital in the first round, and then I go back to my corner, and I'm like this. Like, I couldn't breathe. I'm like, how am I going to fight this kid two more rounds? 
you know, like and yeah, all yeah, the fans yeah. there. It's my mm. first fight ever. Yeah, I was yeah. only training full, like I was only transitioned fully to MMA for four months. I moved to Miami four months before this, and I got my first fight. And I'm like, man, what am I gonna do here? Because I didn't know my style, yeah. right? But I got through that. Got through the two rounds. Won a decision. And then you start to kind of, kind of figure it out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, go. you do. You figure. You will figure it out. You know. uh in the gym is a good way to figure it out too. You know that pacing, and you got great guys to train with. That's that's the you got guys pushing you. The pacing is is the most important thing in my opinion. Understanding like not when to take breaks, but understanding when you can relax. Understanding when to push. Understanding this guy's body language, his output versus your output. Because because in wrestling it's different. Like it's it's pretty much foot in the gas in wrestling. It's, it's only six six seven minutes, and you could feel people breaking as it goes right in MMA. Like I said, and you only have to worry about it. Like you, know, you could go so hard. The worst things that happen is he's gonna shoot on you, right? He's gonna snap you down. In fighting, you got to be efficient. I remember George St. Pierre. You got to be efficient, right? You got to be efficient because if you go out there guns blazing, blah, 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 and you don't put this dude away, he's still standing there. He's coming after you now. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to be efficient. You got to find a way to to controlled aggression. I had a coach always said, "Give me controlled aggression." Who's the coach? Tony Perler. Cool. Yeah, he was the yeah. wrestling coach, right? Yeah, wrestling coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was my coach in college. He's for a, couple a really years. good coach. Hell yeah. He's got his own club now. He does, man. Him, him and his brother is you know, some, one of the biggest clubs in, in the United States. Yep. Yeah. So when did you start feeling comfortable uh, when you were fighting? Um, probably when I, probably my fifth fifth fight or fourth or fifth fight when I fought Jim Miller. I just you know? felt mine like this last yeah. fight was the first time I walked. Into the octagon, and before I was like, you're not level headed because your yeah. fighter flights kicked in, but yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm cool, yeah. you know, and you could kind of think, yeah. I mean, because like the first couple, I mean, I, I fought, I mean, I, there were quick fights, I put these dudes away pretty quickly, and then my fourth fight and my fifth fight, I fought two good guys. One was Davidius Terror Vicious, he was a WC guy, he had some good, pretty good wins, and uh, and it was a, a, a decision, but still, still kind of like. The chaos, you know what I mean? I just, I just kept taking him down, taking him down, taking him down. It was a lot of chaos. And then against Jim Miller, that's when I was like, I put it together. We stood on our feet a bunch. We threw, you know, I rocked him. I you already got rocked. Fight. Yeah, yeah, I won that fight. He, he kicked a piece of my ear off my head. But uh, Wow, that was your fourth or fifth one? <laughs> that was my fifth one. That's wild. Yeah. I always think about that, like, the guys that I'm fighting now. I wonder if it's gonna be something like Jim Miller versus yeah. Frank Yeager. You like look back on the topology, yeah. right? Right. And you're yeah. Like, yeah. Bro, what? Yeah. Like yeah. you try to go find that fight. You this know? guy, yeah. this guy just retired 15 years later after that fight or whatever, and Miller's still fighting. That's crazy. Insane. That's insane, man. Clay and Guido. Miller's a legend, bro. He's yeah. just proud to have that guy in New Jersey. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He's killing it too. He. <clears throat> he uh, he's funny, man. <laughs> Jim, Jim's wild. You follow him on Instagram? No. no. He's, uh, he's totally the opposite yeah. of what he is in the ring. He's yeah. just a, he's a family he, man, lives on a farm, has the just dry delivery humor. Yeah, yeah. It's actually funny as hell, but like he's fucking like, never he, cuts it's his so hair. It's so funny how like you got Jersey, you got like Nork part of Jersey, then you got like, you know, Jersey City, you got <laughs> yeah. then you got the shore. But everything else is like fucking miles from Pennsylvania. Farm that's country. where he's from. That's where he's from. He's got he's got he's got fucking but goats. North. He's up in like northwest he's by Sparta. Like Sussex, yeah. 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 He's got a, a cool story he told on the show where uh he just hunts in his backyard. He'll just like pack. Jim, he's a true outdoorsman. He's got a cookbook out actually that about yeah, how to like yeah. cook wild game. We both got it. But anyway, he uh, he just literally packed. I don't even think it was a. I don't think a tent. I think he just took a backpack and walked. You know, mile in the woods behind his house to go deer hunting, and just started a fire. Was just and he gets a call from the UFC. That's like, hey, you know, can you start a new? I forget who he's fighting. But can you start your fight camp now? We need you and 
five weeks, whatever it is, and he's in the middle of the, the woods hunting deer. He's like, yeah, I'm in. You know what I mean? So that's, that's who dope. Jim Miller is. He's, yeah. he's a wild man. I always like guys who take uh, short notice fights mm. and quick fights because it's, I, in my opinion, it's the hardest thing to do when guys turn around quickly mm-hmm. or when you only have four weeks to prepare. Yep. And that's why I think it's important to always stay in shape. But yeah. The one that stands out in my head is Conor McGregor when he got Chad Mendez. You got that that call that his his opponent changed. I think Chad was already in fight camp, wasn't he? Didn't you no, tell me no, that? no, he wasn't. No, no. Well, his fight. His he opponent, was supposed to fight RDA. RDA. Yeah, it was RDA. RDA and his. No, and, the thing when he was supposed to fight RDA, that's when Nate Diaz fought him. Nate Diaz fought him, but with Chad Mendez, he, he was supposed to fight Aldo. Aldo. He was supposed to fight Aldo. That's yeah. right. But he got the call. Yeah. What was it? Literally like a week before or something. And was like, doesn't matter who the opponent is. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm going back to bed. Because I think you know the I mean? thing with MMA is that I've noticed at least is you got to go on runs. Mm-hmm. You got to hit these short sprints. Of course, it's a marathon. But in your career, like Hamza, how he mm-hmm. came on, he fought three times in a row and then didn't fight for what? Ten months. Yeah, right. You know, you got to hit these short sprints where you I think his it was a little visa problem, though. Maybe. Well, he also stepped away yeah. too because he got yeah, sick, COVID. didn't he? Didn't he? Step oh, away? well, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said he was done, right? Uh, like I actually said, you know, I'm not fighting yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that stuff, in my <clears throat> opinion, is strategic. Right. I think so? yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah. If he's not ready to go, and you know, mm-hmm. mental, mentally, not right. like yeah. I didn't never know I was gonna feel the way that I feel sometimes, like after fighting. Like, I just fought uh, two and a half weeks ago, and obviously it was, I destroyed the kid, it was like 30-24, had a good performance, but your adrenaline system, it just dumps, your endorphins aren't there, like, the week after you feel kind of like, you're happy, uh, and then all of a sudden it's just like, Mm. a big old dump, you know? Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're not sure what's going on, I I feel that, I don't know if you ever felt I feel like the weight cut gets, get you know, just the weight cut. My body's not right for a couple of weeks. I don't sleep right. My adrenaline's fucking through the roof, you know, after a fight. Like, I I, feel like the, I don't sleep for, like, four days after my fight. Tyson Fury talks about that. I think he talked about that on Rogan yeah. after he won his fight. Who was it, Klitschko? Or who, Probably who Klitschko, yeah. I think after he beat Klitschko, he basically went into a massive depression. And he, you know, he was talking his way through as to why. I mean, he's always struggled. He talks openly about it with, you know, mental stability. But uh, he said, you know, he was riding such a high, and then it was just gone. That was mm-hmm. gone. The people went away. The interviews went away. The The high of that fight went away. And he struggled, obviously, with drugs and, and mental health and, uh, you know, almost wasn't here anymore. But he came back, and he's, he's dealing well with it. And, you know, obviously came back to have some major wins after that. So, but yeah, he's a gangster. He, bro. he talks yeah. pretty. I love how he's, he's just an open gangster. book. Yeah, he is yeah. an absolute. And he's like he's like a throwback, bro. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they don't make just, him like him anymore. Nah, they don't. It's just like heavyweight boxing. You know how it was the the it was that was the marquee weight class for such a long time, and then it kind of fell off. But he's he's good, man. Mm. He brings style to it a little bit too. You know, and gypsies, man. I'm telling you, yeah, he's, he's from gang. England. He's yeah. from Irish descent. Yeah, but, but he's got he he brings so much outside the ring too. Just the way he talks the interviews he does he's Con- oh, he's conor mcgregor of boxing you know nah, I, mean? I mean he's different though because oh, well, conor mcgregor's brash Tom, conor, conor mcgregor's funny he's brash this dude's be singing this yeah, he's, yeah. he's a big dude so yeah. he, he he has a different pers- persona you is know it what I mean? wild how the big guys can get or yeah. can always get away yeah. with that stuff yeah, like the right. heavyweight is yeah. always the funniest guy yeah on your team. yeah they have a dis- like the big goofy guy yeah. i mean like, look at yeah. you bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, what's his name? Uh, Derek Lewis. He's another hysterical. Yeah, my yeah. balls were hot. Yeah. My balls was hot. He's hysterical. His Instagram, another guy that's hysterical to watch. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it helps if you have the personality to boot 
it's just it makes you more marketable. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, we, uh, we I, I think Frankie got told this by all his friends. Not that he doesn't have a good personality. Obviously, he does. But, you know, when Conor McGregor came on the scene and it was actually looking like they were going to fight, all of us were like, talk shit, bro, talk shit, talk. It's just not who he is. You can't change who you are. Like, you got to be, you got to come on the scene almost like that, you know? Craig, and I think a very important thing is to know who you are. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Because if you know who you are, you're going to... Be seen as authentic. Yeah. So you're going to at least accumulate the people who are like you. Yep. Even mm. if you're not making like talking shit to people and making all these headlines or whatever, the work is eventually going to speak for itself. And mm-hmm. like, I think some that's something that you did very well was you knew who you were like mm. right out of the get go and you exemplified that. And over the long run, look what it turned into. Yeah, no, for sure. I remember even like when I signed with the. I signed with Shari Spencer. She was uh, George St. Pierre's manager. So this was my second ma- second manager in my career. I got you, know, you gotta you gotta be careful with managers, you know. For sure, uh, as you know, I'm sure. But uh, I got to this is my so this is my third. She was, when I signed with her, she's my third manager, and I and she was with George St. Pierre. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with her. And which was looking back, maybe it wasn't the best decision. But uh, where the hell was I going with that? Uh, I was talking. I don't know if it had anything to do with it. I was talking about just your personality and being. Who yeah, you right, right. Yeah. Well, that's what she. We had meetings. She's like, ah, you know, maybe you need to be a little more, a little more. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, I'm, this is who I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be me, and that's that's what. If take it or leave it. You know. Yeah. I think a good example though, right, would be Coley Covington, right? When he came on the scene, he's certainly not the guy he is today. But he was gonna get cut, and he changed his whole persona to this fucking asshole that he is today. It's not really him. It's not really that guy, you know what I mean? I think I think, I think he is an asshole just I know because Colby and I think it consumed him. Yeah, yeah. I listen, yeah. yeah I don't too, talk to him anymore. Too, I I just think this, like, I mean, I get it. if you're there's room for there's a there's like listen like like I was saying in UFC there's like the so it's a soap opera UFC is a soap opera right there's characters so there is a space for that type of character in the soap opera in the story of UFC right. But you got to live with who that who that person is. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. we're not like WWE guys. Right? They know we know when we're on stage, we're in a persona. But that's not how we are in real life. Yeah. Fighters, we're supposed to be who we're supposed to be. So you're playing this role. That's how everyone perceives you, right? But I don't think it's as accepted. I guess like like in the wrestling world, it's accepted. People know you're a character in MMA. I don't think that's people I mean. know. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. It has consequences right. in the street because yeah, clearly. I mean. It's caught up with Kobe a couple times, especially the Florida incident, you know, or <laughs> Masvidal maybe did something to him, but it caught up to him in Brazil too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fucking with the Vertum with the with the boomerang. That was oh. in Australia. Oh, Australia, Australia, right? You're right. But he was shitting. He was talking shit about Brazil mm-hmm. in Australia, right? So Vertum threw a fucking boomerang at See, him. See, my that's my thing. Like, like whatever. Kobe's gonna talk some shit, but yo, don't be calling the cops. He called the cops fucking twice on Verdum and then on this guy. Hundred percent agree. With you just can't do that. You can't do that. I mean. I feel like during my fights that I've been, all, everyone who I fight against hates me. Mm. Everyone thinks that like I'm the one that's talking shit and doing all this, but I just show up to the weigh-ins, do my thing, ask people to fight me. If they don't fight me, I'll just be like, yo, this guy's not fighting me, and I'll publicly say it. Or mm. And guys just hate me for some reason, but it makes for good entertainment for me because mm. it plays kind of into... So you're not my, really a shit talker? You don't really... I mean, I love to talk shit, but I'm not. Do, is that encouraged by whatever promotion you're working with to hype fights? I feel like it's got to be encouraged a little bit. I, no? You've seen never at once say hype. Really? No. It's, okay. it's up to the guy. I don't know about the about these promotions. I don't think any. Like not when even like when I was the the early fights, no one ever said you got to You know they you got. 
You're the guy. Because I, th- I think I've heard Chael Son- Sonnen talk a little bit about it. Like, I'm, I'm building the fight. I'm building. Of course, I'm yeah, talking. Yeah, that's up to him. I'm that's up the to fight. him, though. But do he's, guys that get he's points? Good. He's the best at it. Oh, he's phenomenal because he's actually very intelligent. So his delivery is really good. But And he, it's humorous, too. But do guys do that when they get pay-per-view points? Because obviously there's incentive there, right? Yeah, I'm then sure. there's incentive. I'm sure. Right? And you also got to look. You got to look who uh, who you're fighting. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. each different fight is going to have... But people also like act like no, there's just not there's I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real there's not that many draws. No, there's not, not like, at all. The UFC is gonna always do okay, right? They're always gonna do okay. The, who's a draw? I mean, Conor McGregor, mm. Diaz, What's your definition Ron, of a Ron, draw? Ronda Rousey, like, you know, yeah, million, million yeah. pay per view buys. Yeah. Okay, eight hundred, eight hundred million. You know, three, three million. That's a no, big. I'm draw. saying no, three people. Oh, three people. Yeah, Nate, Conor, um. Habib when he was there, maybe John Jones. Yeah. You what, know? Did, what did Rousey do for numbers when she was there? She was a draw. She, she was, was a draw, draw too, right? I think. Yeah. But it was a different kind of draw back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. You know, now the sport is under magnifying glass, so mm-hmm. the draw is bigger. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I think the UFC's doing a good job at building um at building middle characters. Mm. And not even middle characters, but like Gilbert Burns, like they're building Gilbert up right now. Gilbert's been in this game for a long time. Uh he's a fighter's fighter. Uh, everyone knows who he is that knows about the sport, mm-hmm. but now they're starting to build him into this character to where even if he, uh, he's my teammate, so obviously I want him to win and go win the title, but even if he doesn't win, he's going to kind of still have that Jorge Masvidal effect. Mm. And I think UFC is doing a better job at drawing in those mid to high level draws. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, the mid draws are better for them to pay too, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that that kind of makes it go around. But guys, not everybody could could make that 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 Connor money. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. I'm gonna make it. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, it, it, not saying. It, listen, as the sport goes, guys are making more and more and more. When I first started to what I'm doing now, it's a big difference. Big it's difference. just hard to be that person because. You, it's just it's not just winning. It's winning in like flashy style. It's, yeah, Connor it's, was the perfect. Storm. He was the perfect storm at the perfect time. The accent yeah. helped too. The accent yeah, helped dude, too. One, yo, a fucking hundred percent. Yeah, you give me you give me a, 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 a Irish accent or even an English accent, mm-hmm. dude. Any kind of accent really. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, Americans love other people more than they love Americans. What, yeah. what about your Jersey accent? Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, a little bit. It's not that strong. You should. You Dude, should. I never, I never <laughs> noticed Jersey accents. I lived in Florida for the past three years. And they, as you too, I'm like, bro. Jersey, I got it. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's pretty good at, at doing different impressions and accents. My favorite one is the uh, the Virginia the Virginia abortion doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. my favorite one. Do it. it, do it. It's my favorite one. It's like I'm gonna take the babies and we're gonna deliver them and they're gonna be comfortable. <laughs> I'm fucking it up. You fucked I'm it fucking up. up. Yeah. Put me on the spot. This is lunatic in Virginia. It was yeah. a, like an abortion no, no, doctor. No, fucking, he wasn't. It was the mayor, bro. It was what? like the, or the governor. Or oh, it was. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was like. He's a, like, we're gonna take the baby from the mother. I know exactly. What you're talking it's like twelve yeah. month abortions. Talking yeah. about taking a no, baby. having a baby, delivering a baby, oh, and yes. then yeah. this, we're, then we're gonna talk to the mother. And she's gonna decide if she's gonna kill the baby. Yeah, it's insanity, bro. Oh man, I'm a conspiracy yeah. theorist, and yeah. I, so they know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, dude, mm. that's fucking wild, man. That's another beat for you. Oh, <laughs> yep. Sorry, we'll slow that's down. Another F- beat for you. We're uh, dropping the f bombs uh-huh. over here. We're trying to slow down on the f bombs, guys, a little bit. Make this a family show. Everybody can watch. 
We do it a lot, though. We usually do it in the first uh, 30 seconds. Uh, get out of the system. Yep. Sometimes so, you don't even notice it. No, it's just part of being from Jersey, man. I can't help no. it. I, I curse. It's just like, a way to talk too much. My kid, you know, my kids, I, I, they, you know. Bro, I walk into 7-Eleven and the guy's like, how the fuck you doing, bro? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just how it's people talk. It is. It's how people, it is, yeah. New York's probably worse. I don't know. Jersey's, Jersey's up there. My dad was a construction worker. You know, he cursed all the time, too. So, just what it is. Blue collar. My dad's yeah. a construction worker, yeah. too. That's the theme of, of this Of camp. Jersey. Mm. Of, like, of, of this, your camp? Yeah. Of Jersey, but okay. I have, like, a different theme okay. each camp. Yeah. And this camp is going to be blue collar. Bro, Jersey is all is not, nothing but blue collar. Of course. You know? A lot of yeah. union guys got here. The best a lot of union guys. That's what I studied at Rutgers. Yeah. Labor yeah. relations. Really? Yeah. The bargaining. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was in the union. I was I was a plumber for till my third fight in UFC. No shit. Yeah. How do I fight? Do yeah, and then invest. In much the, better, much better, much better choice. Yeah. <laughs> how how was your time at Rutgers? You transferred from where were you? Iowa I, Central. Iowa Central and transferred. Yeah. So it was. I'll I kind of give you a little run back of my whole my whole story. So I started off wrestling in Edison, and um, my dad was a big time basketball coach on the high school level. So he always kind of raised me towards athletics and didn't tell me to worry about too much. He kind of saw that I was an athlete from a young age. Um. Grew up in Edison, played football, and then my coach was, you know, Scotty Winston? Oh, yeah. Obviously, Jackson, mm-hmm. elite. Uh, his dad was my football coach when I was, like, maybe nine years old. He's like, look, I know you want your son to be a good athlete, but he's probably too small to be professional football one day, so you should get him into wrestling and then see what he can do there. So then I started wrestling. Edison came up, moved to Tom's River. I've always been lucky with, like, the people who've been before me so I could kind of see what they're doing mm-hmm. and then going. I moved to Tom's River and then I think my first, when did you fight BJ Penn the first time? Uh, 2010. Do you know what month it was? April. It was April, so it was my freshman year and um, Coach Reed got the auditorium, brought everybody mm-hmm. out and I always wanted to be a fighter because I always watched, you know, Chuck Liddell, Forrest Griffin, but it was always in the back of my mind. I, I was wrestling as the most important thing and then I seen Frankie win his first title and I was like, man, this guy went to the same high school as me. I just moved here. This is my wrestling coach. And then you had a parade the next day or whatever, yeah, yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah. And I'm like, I looked at my mom and I was like, hey, this is what I think I want to do with my life. And she was like, cool. So after that, I went on to Iowa Central. And the alumni there, John Jones, Cain Velasquez, Joe Soto, my current teammate, uh, Philip Hawes, Colby Covington. Mm. So I kind of always been guided uh, towards that and I've always kind of seen seen the, seen the writing on the wall um, and then I went to Rutgers came back home wrestled there enjoyed it I had a really really uh, good time at Rutgers it was fun <laughs> kind of got the best of both worlds and that was kind of when the program just started to really really turn around obviously when Scotty first came <clears throat> and Del Fab was like the beginning of it but when I was there I remember being in Nebraska we were top five in the country yeah. my first year there um and then after that, I, I kind of had a really bad injury uh, my senior year. I had a neck injury, and then I wrestled for a little bit longer. I did nine months on the senior level. Won the Dave Schultz, took fourth in the uh, world team trials. But I feel like I extended my my wrestling career a little bit longer. I wanted to fight when I was young, but then you're at Rutgers. I'm on this full scholarship. You know, all the fans are there. It was just so good for my platform. And then I get to train every day with Parati. Uh, you would come in on Wednesdays. Uh, Donnie Pritzoff's my coach. Good, Goody there? Goody's the head Goody coach. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and it was just such <clears throat> a good environment uh, to be in, yep. especially as a Jersey guy. It was I was actually born on campus. <laughs> I lived across the street from where I was born. I used to train on College Ave, yeah, which is yeah. on the same street. Yeah. So it was, and all the fans well, were there. Yeah. It was just the best time for Jersey wrestling, so it was really good for me. And then once I got done wrestling, I was like, man, I can keep wrestling through the 2020 and try to make my hand. But the guys ahead of me was like Cal Dake, Jordan Burroughs, Isaiah Martinez, Jason Nolf. So I was number five. And I was like, man, with this injury, I was only training twice a week. Um, and I just had a decent performance at the Roti Trials. And I was like... I want to be a fighter, man, and, and I've kind of held on to this dream long enough. So took a year and a half off, and then started fighting. Year and a half off to rehab the injury. To recover my to yeah. recover. What was your injury? It was C four C five. Oh, neck. Very bad herniations. When I want, so I had surgery on my shoulder uh, when I was in college, and then I had to take six or seven months off. And then my first tournament back was the trials to make the world team to make Team USA, and then. I won that, and then I'm still in season for Rutgers, so we're still like competing, still cutting, still making weight, and then I went out to the Worlds, and in my quarterfinal match, uh, I just got a really bad dead arm on the surgery that I had, so I think with the way like your body works, it's kind of in slings, so like your hips attached to your shoulder, your shoulders attached to your opposite side neck, so this compensates to stabilize that, so I had two more matches, I ended up winning them, but... After that, I really couldn't move my neck. And then I had to go back and wrestle the entire season. I took like two weeks off, corticosteroids. Um, obviously, I was ranked pretty high in the country. I just came off the Team USA. And then, yeah, I, I just wrestled through it. And then after, it kind of messed me up. But that's why I only did nine months and I could barely train. And I was still on a high level to where it's like, I believed I can do it. But my body... Uh-huh. Uh, was really holding me back, and then I took the year and a half off to rehab it. Did you little... did you get metal? Did you get caged or what did you Nothing. get? No, well that's good. Nothing. That's I, good. Yeah, I, I don't believe you should touch the spine. I agree. Until you're done, hundred percent. Yeah, if, totally. If totally. You're done, then, then do the minimal you have to do yeah. until you're older, obviously, and then. But yeah, I mean that's that sort of holds a little true for you, Frankie. When you say, I mean, I, I've heard you say it before that you took a little inspiration from Josh Koscheck, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he was saying the people that yeah no, preceded I'm, him, he was inspired by. I remember you saying you wrestled with Koscheck and then saw him transition. Yeah, to MMA. That's ulti- Ultimate Fighter One. That's kind of when it, when it, MMA even got on my radar. Mm. You know, that's the first season. Yeah. It was my senior yeah. year. I, I I could say this clearly. the The reason why I'm fighting is because of Frankie. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. He was man. the first. Oh, yeah. He was the that's first guy cool. in my life that I looked at. Obviously, you look at your dad first and see what he did and all that, and then you kind of have a role model after that. And then Frankie was the first one where it was like, "That's what I want to be." That's and, pretty cool. And that's man. what I want to do. Love it, man. Love it. Tr, yeah. baby. Come yeah. on, you know. Nothing greater than a Raider. That's it, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nothing greater than a Raider. That's Delis. That's Delis. That's Delis. Go to. <laughs> I got a Raider tattoo. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. The, the, <laughs> the back of my calf. I got yeah. for Coach Reed. Hell <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I got the seat. The old school seats when they were getting rid of them. Yeah, he snagged them. Yeah. <laughs> Delly got them when. He just stole one. <laughs> That's what Dallas said to me my senior year. He's like, make sure you snag a seat before you go. So yeah, you it's it. an inside joke where we're like, we'll send the picture uh, and see. So you're now in contract negotiation for possibly fighting for a lightweight belt. In what promotion? Um, I, I, CFFC. Okay. Yeah. 
I haven't really announced. We can't. Oh, well, yeah. we can cut it out. If you yeah. can't talk about it, we cut it out. Yeah. Just in case it doesn't happen. Sure, we'll cut it out. We'll yeah. chop it. Yeah. yeah. All right. But you say he's in. He, yeah, but you are fighting. Well, this, is, this is probably might not local. Even, this might yeah. not even air for a couple of weeks, so maybe we'll leave it in until, yeah. you, until you tell us to cut it out. But Perfect. Yeah, it yeah. would be yeah. good. Okay. Time and two. Yeah. But yeah, I'm supposed to fight in Jersey. I've been in very long for original scene promotion negotiations. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But I'm at the point where people now, I'm like. I'm probably going to make my UFC debut this year at the end of the year. Awesome. I just have to win one more fight, and if I want to fight one more, yeah. as long as I win the next one, I'm good. If I want to do one more... Now, will you... Okay, will, I mean, will your, is your plan to go UFC or Contender Series or anything like that, or right to UFC? Uh, if you can. I, I think it kind of is going to depend on a couple factors, like when McGregor's fighting, mm-hmm. is, am I going to be in his camp? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I am in his camp, is there going to... Am I going to... Is there going to be also focus on me, or am I going to go just for him? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think those things are going to factor into when I'm going to make my debut. Uh, right, right. And then obviously I want to have good traction, so I want to have a good storyline. Obviously, I want to fight. I want to fight Eddie Torres also. Uh-huh. He said he couldn't fight me because he got surgery, mm-hmm. but we had the altercation in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fighting someone else first. Wait, so, what was the altercation in Philly? I'm not familiar. What happened? So I, so I've been trying to get fights. It's sometimes hard for me to get fights and it's been hard and I think that also to, to say about myself I wasn't at a level yet to where I can take risky fights where people that had 10 amateur fights have 5 uh, five to 10 pro fights you know I just started fighting 28 months ago so in the beginning of my career I also couldn't fight the guys that were willing to fight me um, so it was been hard for me to get fights but now the past six months, I got to a point to where I'm like, all right, bet I'll, I can fight anyone. Mm. I've trained with the best in the world, you know. I know my level. Mm. I'm ready for the UFC, so I can fight anyone now. Ah. So now I'm calling out guys that are four and zero, five and zero, ten fights, nine and one. The kid that I'm gonna, that I may fight is seven and one, undefeated amateur. So I'm talking to these promotions, and these promoters obviously want to sign me. And then I see who they have on the roster. I'm like a super nerd when it comes down to MMA and it comes down to sports in general. I know who fought who. I know styles, how they match up, game planning, why watch hours of film. I probably watch 10 to 15 hours of film every single week. Um, always working. So You watch like, uh, like opponents or uh, just see people that draw stuff from? Yes, people oh, that draw stuff yeah. from, yeah. And, and, but I work on very specific things. Mm-hmm. I obviously... I'll come back to where I was going, but obviously I trained with John Donaher for yeah, a decent yeah, while, yeah, 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 yeah. and the way that he used to train us is you focus on small things mm-hmm. in the training, mm-hmm. and then eventually you game plan it in. So we focus on smaller things and little tactics mm-hmm. uh, for a week at a time, two weeks at a time, and it normally is pretty quick for me to absorb the the concepts, right, right. and then we move on to the next, and then obviously close to the fight, we work on the hard sparring mm-hmm. and implementing everything, mm-hmm. everything together, but... So I'm talking to these promoters, and I'm like, okay, these are the guys on your roster. This is who I'll fight. I'll fight the champ, Blake. I'll fight Eddie Torres, who is 4-0. I'll fight Robert Riccio, who is 3-0 or 4-0. And uh, at this point, I was 2-0 or 3-0, and um, all the guys denied me. But then they say, every fighter says, I'll fight anybody, mm-hmm. anytime, anywhere, any place. So then it was kind of like... Now, what is their reasoning? Saying you're not a big enough name? No, it's a bad fight for them. Oh, uh, bad stylistically. Yes, mm. but these are behind closed doors yeah. that I'm saying I'll fight these guys, right. put them, and I'll, those are opponents that I'll take. Right. Because I also now want to fight guys that are undefeated mm. because I'm, I want to prop up my record. Sure. With, I only fought two guys that were, you know, the one guy's 
seven and one now, and then the other guy is like four and one. But then the other two was like my first fight. The guy is two and three. Mm. My last fight, the guy was two and three. Gotcha. So I have two good fights and then two kind of builder fights. Mm. So I want to build my next two fights that where guys can be on the next level. Also, so I get the experience of fighting like a lower level UFC fight right now. So I know I'm ready. Get the feeling. Get the different experience. Also, being a main event kind of changes things. So tried to fight the guys and they didn't want to fight me. So then I just put on the internet like, hey, I tried to fight all these guys and these guys are not fighting me. So I called them out. I said, you guys will fight any- anybody, anybody time, anywhere, da, da, da. Then fight me. They got a little upset. And then I'm pretty good at shit talking. I, like, that's just kind of what I do too. And, um. That's TR kid, bro. <laughs> yeah. But I get dirty with it. So it wasn't an actual physical altercation. No, it was. It oh, it was. was. So okay. then, so then I go to Philadelphia because CFFC is also fear of grappling. So I go to, uh, there and I had just flown in. And I go, I, I, get, I went by myself, and I went to the weigh-ins, and they showed up, and I'm a competitor on the card, right? I weigh in, just got done weighing in, I cut some weight, maybe like 5, 10 pounds, get off the scale, and then the kid comes up next to me, taps me on the shoulder, and was like, what's up, bro, you know who I am? I'm like, yeah, Eddie Torres, like, I want to fight. Like, son, we'll get the contract, Rob's here, and let's sign the fight if you want to fight. He's like, I'll fight you, but I'll fight you right here. I was like... And I'll fight you, but you're with, he was with like three, four of his boys, you know, and we're in Philly. Mm. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll fight you, bro. But Philly's different. First of all, I don't want to fight you on the streets, but if I have to, I will. But I'm not going to fight you with four or five of your friends here. Mm. If you want to swing on me, we get one punch off. Like, what's that going to do for us? You know, mm. I'm trying to get paid. I'm trying to beat your ass and keep developing. And you have the same opportunity that I have. We're going to step in. We can step in the cage. And then it kind of started to cause a commotion. His friends were around. His coach went to grab him. Sucker punched me. And by the time he sucker punched me, it got completely uh, broken up. But it got fucked on views, like five, ten million. So it set it. It started to set up a good fight. Yeah. Mm. So I'm like, perfect. No press is bad now press. Now he can't fucking go anywhere. Right. Because now he has to fight me. Right. And then uh, supposedly he got he had a knee injury the whole time, and he got was getting surgery, so he couldn't even he. I, I think he didn't want to fight me. I think that it was a probably nagging injury, and he said, you know what, if I'm going to get a surgery, right now is a good time to get Do it, it so I don't have to fight Richie mm. Lewis. Yeah. Is that fight still a possibility in the future? <clears throat> That's what I want to do after I win this belt. Yeah. I'll fight him. It's got traction behind it. I'll now fight him on contender, it, right? yeah. or I'll fight him for CFFC and then yep. go straight to UFC. Mm. But I would like him to be my sixth fight because I, I'm looking to take these fights and build and build traction like my last fight my way off my, my weigh-ins I don't know if you saw it but we got in each other's faces mm-hmm, and all that mm-hmm. it was on UFC Fight Pass it got a million views you, YouTube Shorts millions of views so I'm a fucking regional fighter and every fight that I'm doing is getting the most traction on any card on any regional scene uh, aside from maybe the Cage Warriors guys who have a, a similar guy to me mm. but that's over the pond. That's what you got to do. It's yeah. part of building your brand, you know. But if I could give you a little advice, since you you know you have that camaraderie and friendship with Conor McGregor, and don't be Dylan Dennis. Don't be that guy. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> listen, 
he had hype behind him, right? He he really did. Dylan Dennis became, you know, if you're a, if you're a fight fan, he almost like became Dylan. a fucking household yeah, name. But then then like he did nothing with it. You know what I mean? Like, I totally fell off after that. So, but I, Dylan Dennis is different than Richie Lewis. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying don't sure. be that. Was guy. he supposed to? He was supposed to. He's supposed to be somebody. in like 13 well, fights. He's supposed and he's to box. Out every he's supposed one to box yeah. celebrity box somebody. KSI, yeah. right? Or something like that? Yeah. He's supposed to fight KSI. Yeah, so yeah. Like, bro, he's going to get paid like a million, two million. He's managed by, by Audi, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. By Paradigm, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's funny, man. <laughs> he said, don't be like Dylan Dennis. Yeah, don't be like that guy. <laughs> no, there's no reason. Bro, then he even, came to, he even came to a Seaside Club last summer and fucking got choked out by a bouncer here. Yeah. And it was like, it went that? fucking, I saw the yeah, video. yeah thrown in the yeah, slammer. Yeah. Like, don't be like that guy, man. Those don't bouncers like are assholes, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still, if you're an MMA fighter, make sure you don't get choked yeah, out by if one. if you turn your back you know? to dudes, bro. You got no Seaside, they're ganging up yeah. on you, bro. Yeah. You're not, I wouldn't fight a bouncer in Seaside. No, you're going to get fucking lumped up by everybody. The cops, too. And the cops. Yeah. My yeah, you're not gonna win for bit. sure, but I was a bouncer in Seaside. You know, my story. Frankie knows my story, but I was bouncing at Hemingway's back in the day, and you know who came in there for his bachelor party with all his boys? Eddie Alvarez was there for his bachelor. That's the first time I ever met him. Dog. Yeah, dog, bro. His last you talk oh, about, that fight was great, bro. Oh, bro. That was fucking great. It's Chad you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. But he's he's like a street fighter. I don't think Chad is. I don't know. I don't know Chad's story, but Eddie. Who grew up in the fucking mean streets of not even fucking Kensington, which is like the worst of the worst, the worst. you can be in Philly. And he grew up in the boxing gyms. That dude is just built different, bro. Mm. That's his game is fighting with fucking bare knuckle. You know what I mean? I kind of always knew that. But then after this last fight, I kind of see him in a different light now. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it was UFC. That might be his. Yeah. That might be his like, sport. That's the you know, standard, but to see him go fight like that, get knocked down twice, yeah, mm-hmm. come back, get two back, yeah, he's a beast, bro. Yeah, yeah. Mike Perry too. Yeah, dude. That's is Luke. Is Luke? Does Luke at Cliff kill, kill Cliff? He, he he trains there. And what's my? He's not, he don't live in Florida. Yeah, I think he has a house there. Mm. He's 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 got bread. Yeah, yeah. Models. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plugging with the right people. Right. He'll just pop into the gym. Pull up in like fresh ass whips. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think Perry was gonna win that. You know, when they, when they first, you know, he's, he's out, you know, outsized by a lot, but he looks good. That's, he's found his niche. You know what I mean? Mike he's Perry? definitely yeah. Mike Perry's found yeah. his niche in yeah. Baron. Breaks your fist with his, with his head, mm-hmm. and then he breaks your head with his. He fist. said that yeah. in the interview. He's like, I'm gonna break your fist. I'm gonna headbutt your fist. And then he looks That's like you're gonna headbutt me. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Nah, I'm gonna headbutt <laughs> your <laughs> fist, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so funny. He's, he's fucking hysterical, great. bro. He is so two percent un- black. He he's so <laughs> unintentionally funny too. He is. Like he don't even he ain't even he trying. Doesn't mean to do he it. He ain't even trying. He's yeah. just hilarious he's hilarious i love that guy i'm glad he won not that i don't like luke i'm a fan but like i'm just he's just you know they're totally different personalities and um i just thought stylistically luke would have got him but you know could i i asked this question you you last could you think you could fight through that with broken teeth could you fight through that I felt a broken nose, but broken teeth, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. and it's different when, when you're young and coming up. Right. And then when you're older and fighting in BKFC after you're a yeah. two-time UFC world champion, I think your mindset is different. Who who was the fight early in the UFCs that got, I think he got need in the, was it Henzo? No, not Henzo, no. Fucking, who was it? Um... Got wow. kneed in the face, and you see the tooth come flying no, out. No, no, but that, that's the big that? Hawaiian, the big. No, huge no, no. Yes, but he, yes. no, it was. Yeah, uh, but that that fight ended right there. This guy continued to fight. Uh, and this was uh, later. That was like UFC two or something. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, because your teeth are nerves, man. 
They're, it's different. You had roots canals. Why can't I think who? I'll have to Google it. But I think it was a BJJ guy. I think it was. A I know Corey. Dude. Corey got his teeth busted. Pushed in. Pushed in, right? Kept, yeah. kept fucking fighting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like. It takes a special type of human, man, to do that shit. If it was a different time, like when you were younger coming up, would you have ever thought about doing bare knuckle? Uh, I'm sure. Should I still think about it? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? David Feldman, you watching this? (laughs) Mike Perry. (laughs) Yeah, nah, I mean... If I were you, I would pursue MMA. Like, yo, because these guys are getting, like... I do. I don't think it's like any less safe or anything. You're getting knocked out. It's the same shit, but you're getting cut the fuck up. Like the that fight. That was probably the first. I mean, I've watched the bare knuckle before, but the, probably the first like whole event I tuned into, and it wasn't that bloody. I mean, people people got cut, but it was, I th- I, f- I think that they're not typically like that. I think people are, get cut like yeah, fucking crazy. And their hands are bleeding. Yeah, like, and their hands and, get cut. And what's crazy? Like my hands are a little fucked. I can't even close them that well anymore. So like I I got one that like yo and Eddie was like Eddie and Chad they were throwing like they were had gloves on bro insane like, yeah I wonder how their, but, but like, I, I wonder I, how their hands felt I, after that I hear the payday over there is pretty good yeah it's very that's good. what I hear yeah. yeah yeah if they can keep keep doing it I mean they that must have sold pretty well because mm. that's what it's all about I mean all you guys aren't. You're not signing up to do this because you want to get punched in the face. At the end of the day, it's the paycheck. Prize so. fighters, baby, fighting for a prize. Yeah. And I've been to the fights at BKFC, and they're they're pretty legit. Sold out crowd yeah. at Hard Rock, uh, yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. The uh, the production was good. I thought it was good. Guy Cyrus Freeze. I know. I, I promoted. I did a commentary with him for Brave back in the day. One of the commentators. Did you over fight there. Brave? I didn't fight Brave. I commented for them. Yeah. They're like a pr- pretty big promotion. They're, they're Overseas, huge. yeah. They're in where? They're out of Bahrain, Bahrain, but uh. Dude, you know the the fighters, the guy who owns the Brave, the fighters if they fight that are part of his gym, they get paid like five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars bonuses. KHK, just, I was with them just to go was, fight for amateurs. Wow. Yeah, I was with them for for a little bit. KHK, it's part of that team. It was nice. It is nice. Everybody. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find me something like that. <laughs> Navigating the the waters, man, in the sport is is pretty hard too. It's not hard; it's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. But you say you got good representation. You know that that's that's important. Very um, good team around me too. Yeah, and you got good. You're you're with you're with great guys. You know that that's that's the thing. I think to me, it's longevity is obviously on, on your your mindset and how, how you you know approach a sport and what you want out of the sport. But it's also with the fucking people you surround you surround yourself with. You know, like I, I mean, I've had the same people from day one. You know, so that that definitely helped me out. But uh, you, you seem like you got you know good core coaches, good good management, good people around you. That that's then you know nothing, nothing can stop you. I agree. Ha, yeah. have, have you guys? I mean, not wrestle, but actually train pad, pad work. Anything? Have you guys actually done MMA together? Training? I mean, no, no. Uh, you came once. You come to the I gym the one time. Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catones three times. Elite. Yeah, Elite. Tom's yeah. one, right? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we, we talked about it though. Um, I'm down, you know. Me too. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah. How long are you here for? I'm here till Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, I'm so, for the fight, Gilbert. Oh, oh, you're going. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I Gilbert, man. He's gonna win and get the title. Hell yeah! I'm a Gilbert fan, man. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm boys with both of them. You know, I think I think. Uh, but dude, it's a great fight, man. They're well, always just at the gym. Yeah, they're very similar. They're very similar in style. It's like Gil is just, a, you know, so good in jiu-jitsu, bro. His grappling is so fucking good. Yeah, this is gonna be a good fight. Yeah, he can wrestle like a motherfucker too, right? He Gil, can. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. 
He's just, he's so athletic. I know. I rest, I was I be wrestling him all the time, and I'd be like, man. <laughs> he comes up with new tricks. Normally, like you fight a you have to fight a wrestler, or uh-huh. grapple with a wrestler, for them to like do a new trick on you yeah, the, yeah. the next round or the next time you roll with them. Yeah, yeah. He's always gonna go because yeah. he challenges me, yeah. and then he'll like come up with a trick. I'm like, bro, you're jujitsu guy. He stepped up to that. <laughs> no, he's that, trying yeah. to get up with tricks. I'd be like, I'm on, I'm on you. I'm on to you. <laughs> yeah, he's tough. He stepped up to that Kazmat fight and. uh Took him into deep waters, man, and that, he looked good. You know, he was definitely yeah, gassing yeah. him. Am I completely biased opinion? A lot, opinion? Of, a lot of people are fight. fearful of him. That was a three-round fight? Is that yeah. right? If it was five, yeah. go to one. Burns yeah. all day. Yeah. He was gassing. But, you know, I've seen Cron Gracie say, I kind of kind of like it. He's like, because he's old school, obviously, but he's like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be no rounds. It shouldn't be three five-minute rounds or five five-minute rounds. It should be one 15-minute round or one 25-minute round. I agree, and that that gives a lot of benefit to the grapplers. Mm-hmm. To the grapplers, and just to the to, like, that's a that's a real fight. That's a real fight. Because yeah, we get a fight. It's, there's no, there's no like, oh, okay, stop. We, we're going to continue in a minute. You're going to fight till someone loses but, or but, somebody. But th- wa- does yeah. that have to do with the commission? Does a commission sanction that? Probably, and probably entertainment too. It's probably maybe, you know with rounds, you get a little bit juice, get mm-hmm. get a little bit more energy. You probably wouldn't be as entertaining, maybe. Do you do you look at fighting as like? Do you view it from a sport perspective, or do you view it like, no, this is like, this is way more serious than sport? Uh, I, I, if I could choose, I'm more a purist. You know what I mean? Like, but it can't. It's just, it's a sport. It is a sport. I mean, it's on TV. It's regulated. It has commissions. But me, like, I feel like, I think there should be no, like, I, there should be no rules except poking eyes and kicking in the dick. Yeah. And biting, everything else should be gained to me. Headbutts, I think the thing knees knee to the grounds, kicks to the grounds, because that's a real fight. I get it; it doesn't look very good for the masses, you know, headbutting somebody or fucking soccer against someone. But I'll tell you what: in a real fight, in, in a real fight, if I'm in a real fight, I'm gonna fucking headbutt you. I mm-hmm. promise, you know. And I'm, and if you're under me, and I'm probably gonna kick you in the face. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. You know so. And I, I think it does change the fight. Like guys can't play that knee shit, staying on their knees. Like in one FC, they can't do that. Three, They're getting right. kicked in their face. You know, three points down, right? You have yeah, to have, yeah, yeah. And it's stupid. It's really dumb. If I wanted to knee someone as hard as I could, I, I would probably want them like up here, off the ground anyway. I mean, down here, what's the difference? I'm still kneeing you. I can kick you in the face standing, bro. If I can kick you in the face standing, that's pretty damn hard. What's the difference if you're on the ground? You know, mm. that's that's my thing. I agree. But I get it. Like the, you know, people are watching at home. You don't want to scare people away. That's the that's the purest yeah. versus, versus the yeah, sport. Right, mm-hmm. right. Good yeah. perspective. Yeah. How much faith do you put in the judges? <laughs> you ever been robbed? No, you're four zero. Yeah, you haven't been robbed. Yeah. I haven't lost a round yet. Yeah. And I don't think I will. I feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times the judges just get it so wrong, and they're so. There's only three of them, right? And their 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 scoring can be miles apart from the person standing right next to them. It's, it's crazy. It's probably the the worst part of our sport. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, it, how do you fix that? Everyone says it. I think the ten point must system is probably not the right way. Probably has to be like half points or something in there. I think if you just put fucking professionals in there. Yeah, yeah. Like well, the guys that are judging. Formal, former former fighters. It's happening. Yeah. I feel like as the sport goes. You're getting former fighters in there, but I wonder, like, his boxing's been around forever. Are they, they're not former fucking boxers. Like, why is a guy 
want to bo- judge boxing that never boxed before, mm-hmm. right? Is that the case? why is a guy? I wouldn't want to be a referee at wrestling if I never wrestled before. Well, aren't aren't aren't, okay, aren't right refs now. starting to be judges? Isn't Dan Margarita now a judge? Yes. Sometimes, yeah, I believe he yeah. is. Yeah, but I agree with that. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. he yeah, and he also trains and f- and fought before. He's big. John shows. McCarthy would be a great judge, I think. You know, he he's, is. He's, he was a judge. Oh, was too. he? Yeah, he's he like one of the most experienced yeah. refs of all time. And there has so. to be a unified scoring. Hey, this is what this is valued. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be this is valued at one point, but there has to be like a standard value for a takedown. Mm-hmm. A standard value. If, if five takedown defenses equal one takedown, yeah. then they would cancel out, and then mm-hmm. whoever has more significant strikes. You know, there has to right. be kind of like a better language. Yeah, there's no, um, there's no really, you know, it's octagon control. Like, it's discretional. Uh, yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, so very. I don't like going along like that. There you go. Got my man Richie Savage in the house. Let's go. TR, baby. TR, baby. TR native. Rutgers alum. We adopt a Roger. Yeah, I'm fucking... <laughs> we just say Just a guy from Maine sitting in on a podcast <laughs> over here. <clears throat> yeah, man. Well, you definitely have an exciting career ahead of well, you, Real man. quick, what, what do you do? Because, all right, this is someone. Um, <clears throat> you're the young buck. Recovery. What do you do for recovery? Um... So I think it's definitely like a multi-prong thing. I definitely lift for durability. I have mm-hmm. a very good strength and conditioning coach. Um, I also learned this from Cejudo. Um, I built my body over like two years to where now my body could handle 10x the load that I could handle two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did that strategically. And I think, like, when I'm coming back, so, like, I just had a fight. I took two weeks off. Mm-hmm. The way that we come back is we do one week hard, one week light, camp. So I think recovery is not just, okay, let's do recovery. It's kind of how you approach the sport and how you build your entire body. Mm. I'll notice that if I'll be in the best, the way, the only time I'm in the best shape of my life is when my nutrition is on point, when I'm doing my ice baths, you know, and I feel like I used to be injury prone. And then I built my body to be more durable. And then I switched my mind. It, it sounds crazy, mm. but I switched my mind to where I don't get injuries. Like, I tell myself that. I don't get injuries. And in addition to what I was doing, I just literally barely get injured anymore. Mm. Obviously, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's part of it. I think ice is very important, um, especially for the lower half of the body. When I'm cutting weight, I do it in the upper half because it turns your white fat to brown fat. So I definitely like to ice. And anytime I get sore, I just ice the low part of my body and the soreness goes away. Mm. I think that sauna is good. I think you have to monitor like how hard you're working and what your training sessions are doing. Obviously, there's a time to push past your limits. Mm-hmm. But most most injuries and the need for recovery happen when you're when you overtrained mm-hmm. on a Friday or even going out if you're drinking or whatever and then you come in on a Monday you're stiff you know just watching out for those things um, and then I think another big thing is the lifting that, that has to be the most important part but it's not just oh I'm bench pressing mm-hmm. you know I'm doing core work I'm doing Dynamic. like multilateral mm-hmm. planes I'm also squatting I'm also deadlifting mm-hmm. I'm also benching but but yeah and also my, my lifts my I don't, shouldn't even say lifts my strength and conditioning training is also it was two and a half hours the other day mm-hmm. You know, so it's this is this long form, and I think the mind, yeah, yeah. is very important. Oh, yeah, that's everything, really. It's literally everything, and that's something that I didn't have until I started fighting. 
wrestling I kind of always just like mm. was good talented and I won it and then once I got with Greg Jones he's he really helped me with he's with good with that mind. the mindset and everything he's just he's just he's there's some there's some guys that know how to win mm. and know how to think you know like Jordan Burroughs uh, Henry Cejudo mm-hmm. Michael Jordan like these guys and Kobe Bryant like I, Greg Jones is like Kobe Bryant mm. and I never really had that that mindset because I didn't believe it I'm like this this woo woo thing you know and then I start I started to to he used to demand it out of me every day excellence every single day mm. in everything that I'm doing and once I started to really shift my mind it opened up like a whole new layer of I used to think I was oh I'm overtrained oh you know I'm sore but when you break past the barrier a couple times and you build it slowly it it just Mm-hmm. comes into some that you were here before and now you're here and if you were overtraining you'd be overtraining because right it was limited before mm-hmm. you right. get what i'm yeah. saying yeah. usman talked about that we we had him I, I forget his exactly what he said but essentially it was you know i've i've had training sessions where i thought i pushed myself to my limit but the next day i pushed one percent more yeah you know what i mean just one percent more. that's literally it and, yeah. it, and it fucking compounds yeah. man yeah and the shit that the people say, like the olds and what Coach Reed would tell us and all that, like even no cussing on the mat, like it changes your it changes your respect mm-hmm. for the room that you're in. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to clean up after yourself. When you do that, it ch- it changes your workout. Cleanliness yeah. is next to godliness. You, you got to be on time. You got to be on time. That's. I'm like, Coach, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. No, man, it's uh, you got all the bases covered, my dude. Definitely. Um, Thank you. See him again, a good, good headspace and uh, good people around you. Excited to see what this TR boy can do. Hell yeah, man! I'm a fan for yeah, sure. Yeah. I've been following you for a minute, so. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, man, you're doing fine. You're doing more, more than fine. What, when, when? So, if that tip, if that hypothetical fight comes to play, when do you think that would be? It would be June 16th, and if I don't fight June 16th, I'll fight. And it'll be here. It'll be in Jersey. That's amazing. Uh, AC. That's. that's AC. AC. Hard awesome. work. That's what we're planning on. I'll be there. But I'll be active no matter what. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's hope that happens. Yeah. Like, well, next time, down. I mean, I know, you, I know you're going to be in Jersey often, so make sure you come pop, pop on through. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm trying to kind of come back and, and really kind of settle a little bit more roots here. And, yeah. Well, yeah, if you want, you got to play the train always, so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been working with Mark Gray. I know, I know. Yeah, he's fighting, uh, he's fighting next weekend. He's How's he looking? For, he's looking good, man. He's, he's fighting for the Rank Combat, a uh, 35 pound title. He's 3 0 or 4 0? He, uh, 4 0. Cool. 4 0. Yeah, once he's so strong, bro, for, yeah. especially for a 35 pound Yeah, he is, man. He'll he grip you up. Yeah. He's tough. He's doing good. Great, great, great wrestling. Great wrestling, you know, I, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. The wrestling is like, I think I'm going to go out there and punch someone in the face. Like my last fight, I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, be good on my feet or whatever. And then I get in there, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm taking him down. I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you this. <laughs> Take everybody down till you can't. Yeah. So there's gonna be a time when you can't, and then you're gonna be like, "All right, now, we, now I've been working on these motherfuckers for how long? Let's put them to work." Yeah, I like yeah. that. I never heard yeah. you say that before. I like that. Take yeah. everybody down till you can't. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. True too. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. That's the plan. Yep. That's it. That's it. All right, dog. Thank you. Good, good having you, man. Richie, pleasure, brother. Pleasure. We gotta sign the board before we leave. Listen, man. please, everybody, find and follow us on YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms.